Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? I love to come on and share information and facts about mental health and wellness. And oftentimes I bring on a very special guest. Tonight, our special guest is talking to us all the way from the motherland, from Ghana. Some of you may know that I've been, you know, I've taken a couple of trips over to the motherland. I've been to South Africa. I've been to Egypt. And in January, I'm traveling to Ghana and I plan to meet my birthday twin. I just found out she was born the day before I was born. She is a January baby, an Aquarius baby. I am talking tonight to Miss Queen Nana. I am going to ask her to pronounce and state her entire name. She just has a very special name for a very special person, and I cannot wait to introduce you to her. Miss Nana, Queen Nana, is an entrepreneur, a mental health advocate, a brain lover as I am, and a body positivity activist. Now, so before I bring her bring her up, I just want to show you a couple of things. I want you to know why this lady is so special. She is a body positivity activist. And she's an Aquarius, like I was telling you. And so I want you to know a couple of things about Aquarius. And you can understand she and I. You can understand why we vibe. We love mental stimulation. That is something that is a main key to happiness for Aquarians. Without it, we can become bored and uninterested. We need that mental stimulation. And we're also very original and we're eccentric. So I want you to meet this very special lady. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her before I bring her up to the stage because I need you to understand why tonight she's my special guest. As we peruse and go through some of her photos, Miss Queen Nana, as I told you guys, she's an entrepreneur. She is over there in Ghana, and she's teaching people all about mental health and wellness. She's a media personality there. She is popularly, popularly known in the media fraternity as Lindsay on Fire, or ABK. And as I told you, she was born in January, so she's an Aquarian. Look at these beautiful photos. Look at this lady. She went on to take a two-year course after graduating high, high school. She took a two-year course in biological science at the University of Ghana and a four-year degree course in biomedical science. So she has that scientific brain. We're very similar. She attended the University of Cape Coast for that four-year degree. She has a dexterous TV career. To be so young, she's a TV star, and she's currently taking her master's course in entrepreneurship and small enterprise development. And she's popularly known for her former job at TV3 as a co-host of, now get this, guys, as a co-host of the Lady Circle. She also worked as a project coordinator for Mental Health Society of Ghana and is also the founder of a mental health support group called Psycho Social Africa. So if you're watching this on, let's say you're probably watching it on your computer, go on your, on your, your phone and go to Instagram and pull up Psycho Social Africa and follow that page. 
They are doing, under her direction, they are doing some fabulous things. She is the founder and the owner of Psychosocial Africa. And she also owns her own plus size fashion business, which she can tell us a little bit more about that as well. Her aim is to, to improve mental health and wellness in the community. I just love this adorable photo of Miss Nana. So without further ado, hello. Hi. Hi there. Thank you for coming on tonight. It's my biggest, biggest pleasure to be here. Oh, oh my gosh, that's so special. What I love the most is that you're a water baby like I am. Yes. <laughs> I'm proud of Curious. Yes, that's absolutely special. So what are you up to these days? I mentioned to people you're an entrepreneur. You founded two companies. You have Social Africa and also your fashion company. Give them that Instagram page for me so that way they can pull that up on Instagram too. My personal Instagram is at Miss Abinaka Core. And then we have uh, my fashion business is Plus Fashion by ABK. And my baby, my most precious baby at Psychosocial Africa is for the Mental Health Advocacy and Support Group. Okay, thank you. And so what inspired you to conceive your baby, the Psychosocial Africa? Wow, so in 2015, I was actually a biomedical science student at the University of Cape Coast. I was aspiring for the position of SRC president. If all had gone well, I'd have been the first female president of my university. And I had no, I had studied psychology like the previous uh, semester. I was, it was psychology, but it was branded as uh, human behavioral science. So we're studying that. That's the first time I actually studied abnormal behaviors. I learned about mood disorders, um, anxiety disorders. And I didn't even know that I was living with one of these disorders. So in, um, in February 2015, um, I had my first manic episode and um it was new it was um tragic it was exhausting <laughs> it was fun it was a whole lot of things and i was diagnosed at the Accra psychiatric hospital that i have bipolar disorder Okay, you're back. I lost you for a sec. You were diagnosed with bipolar disorder, you said? I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And when I got back to school, there was no proper system to integrate me back. So guys, she's all the way in Ghana and had a little bit of an issue with her internet. So we're just going to take a break right now for a commercial, a DRT behavioral services commercial. If you know who I am in the community, you know that I own a mental health practice, DRT Behavioral Services, PLLC. Shout out to the providers who are on my team. Shout out to all of them. Ms. Jamila Trimble, who is one of the therapists, uh, licensed clinical social worker. We also have uh, Tammy Ewing, nurse practitioner, Rochelle Boyd, nurse practitioner, um, Dr. Linda Mays, nurse practitioner, physician assistant Jacqueline Small, who's also a major in the U.S. Army Reserve. 
we have Philip Wells, who's a licensed mental health intern, uh, Ms. Consuelo Davis, who's a licensed mental health intern, and of course, my admin staff. I can't do it without them. Amanda Spring is the office manager, and Sarah Villatora is in the administrative staff, as well as Sean Wright Works Insurance. Um, and we have our wellness spa crew, too, which can't give a shout out to all of those folks right now, but coming soon, you'll have a video from me and the wellness spa folks. So check out this commercial and I'll bring back Miss um, Miss Nana. All righty. Thank you. Brain love, guys. We're coming right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Delvina Thomas, a board-certified psychiatrist and owner of DRT Behavioral Services, PLLC, located at 2699 Sterling Road in Suites C407 and C102. I've been a psychiatrist since 2007 and the owner of DRT Behavioral Services since 2014. The challenge that I had as a psychiatrist, a physician practicing medicine in America, was the discrimination and the lowballing when it comes to my salary. So I decided to open my own practice and create my own line of CBD gummies, DRT Behavioral Services gummies. It's important that we do these things in our communities. We have to share information with one another. We have to network. Someone help me, I help them, you help people. We all have to help one another so that we can create thriving, booming businesses. Learn something and pass it on. DRT Behavioral Services, PLLC. So Queen Nana, you mentioned being diagnosed with bipolar. You were about age 25 or so? Yeah, I was about 25. What, what did that mean to you? Did the folks explain to you why they said you had bipolar? Did they go over the, the symptoms, the presentation? Um, let's see, um, I was a little bit lucky because the previous semester I had done abnormal behavior. So it was more of like, okay, I could have connect the dots now for my behavior and I could connect the dots. So um, I, earlier on, I was talking about how Psychosocial Africa started. So it was more of like, I just wanted to find people like me. And my relapse happened, my manic episode happened in such a way that it was all over social media and on the blogs, newspapers, um, because I, I, I was running for SRC president and we are a very conservative country. So I think I uploaded some pictures of me dancing in lingerie in my bedroom. And then I went on a rant talking about some influential people, um, you know, private things that might have gone on between the two of us. So it was like news all over. So it was more of like I had to, when I got back from the hospital, it was like I had to try and understand whatever is going on um explain to people what happened was not like intentional it was actually a manic episode so in going from radio station to tv station talking about bipolar disorder people reached out to me that i also live with bipolar or i have a daughter with bipolar or my husband is bipolar so it was like we just came together sharing our experiences and then eventually we decided to start the support group and we've been able to raise funds for some um we've done it i think three times for a psychiatric hospital um we do a lot of media engagement um, on talking about you know mental health disorders um i've been 
um, had the opportunity to go for the Global Mental Health Summit. Um, I went for one in South Africa. I met other, you know, uh, stakeholders in mental health, people talking about human rights. Um, I met Comic Relief. Um, so many, so many people like in the mental health space. So um, Psychosocial Africa has exposed me to a lot and I've met a lot. Um, I, I, I don't feel ashamed anymore that I live with bipolar disorder. Um, if someone has diabetes or has um, a heart problem and they are not ashamed of it, I should not be ashamed that I have a mental health disorder. So um, I live every day fiercely and I'm enjoying every bit of it. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing your, for sharing your story. Yeah. Um, do you feel during the time that you had your, your first episode, um, I was asking if the clinicians at the hospital, if they did a, a thorough job in educating you as to why they labeled you as bipolar. And if they didn't do it in the hospital, did that happen afterward in your outpatient visits when you would go for follow-up? Did they explain to you why, or did you have to take it upon yourself to look it up and read about it and learn about it? Um, it was it was both it was both because um, my first time at the hospital, um, I was very aggressive um, when I realized I was going to be admitted because in Ghana there's so much stigma surrounding psychiatric hospital so when i knew that i was going to be admitted i was like no 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 i got aggressive i was injected and for most of the period i was in the hospital I was on so much medication so even if they wanted to talk to me about it i was cuckoo at that time so i went ahead so after leaving the hospital i actually went through depression for about six months i had to stay out of school for over a year so when I got well after the one year period, that's when I, I started the search. I was asking my doctors a lot of questions. My department was biomedical science. So a lot of lecturers that I could ask them questions. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I did a lot of search on my by myself. And I'll tell anybody that diagnosed that even if the doctors don't tell you, make sure you're asking questions. Why is this medication giving me a rash? Why am I shaking at night? Why am I not sleeping? Why am I gaining weight? You need to ask the questions uh, and also your own research. Talk to other people like also living with bipolar disorder and then you can learn a lot and it will help you find better coping skills. Yeah, so for folks, um, bipolar is a type of mood disorder um, it is a type of severe mental health disorder. It's a combination of extremes of mood. You heard Queen Nana mention she's had episodes of depression. And she also, it started out, I believe, and actually I didn't ask you this, but you mentioned you had your first manic episode in February 2015. Yeah. Um, prior to February 2015, had you ever experienced a major depressive episode or was this your first episode into your bipolar? I, I had experienced some sort of depressive episode. It was when I did my research, that's when I realized, oh, when this thing happened, I was actually going through depression and I had no idea that that was what I was going through. 
Okay, so yeah, bipolar includes um, variants on the spectrum, on the mood spectrum. People experience uh, depression. It's major depression. It's not just, oh my God, I, I feel sad today. I don't feel like brushing my teeth, but you can function and do everything else. This is a severe episode of depression. And folks also experience mania or what we call hypomania. Hypomania is very similar to mania, but the symptoms are not as severe as being manic. But you, you just heard Queen Anna mention that she had a manic episode. Um, do you mind my asking if you've had only just the one manic episode or have you had additional episodes? I've had about four, four or five. Okay, so the major one's about four. Sometimes I catch it early, like maybe when it's hypomania, I catch it early and it doesn't go full blown, but major ones where I'm, I was back in the media for the wrong reason. I've had about four. Okay. Okay. And um, do you have a family member or friend who can help monitor you or watch you and say, nah, nah, something is, is wrong. You're cycling into one of these moods. We gotta, we have to do something. We need to take you to your doctor. Are you taking your medication to prevent you from doing what you did the first time? Yeah, I, I, most of the time, my family is around, my friends are around. So the, the minor ones that don't go full blown is when I actually listen to them. But sometimes, there's some of the manic episodes, like you see it coming. Others, it just sneaks up on you. Like you, I remember my, my third manic episode, I was actually at a, WHO conference where we were being trained on quality rights. I don't know if it's something that you've come across, but it's more of like, you know, um, focusing on patients' rights. So we're doing a training on that, on understanding quality rights, how it can be implemented in our country and other things. I go for the conference in the morning. When the conference is done, I come to my room and then I do my you know, lingerie videos and rant. The next day, I look okay. I go in, and most of the people at the conference were not social media savvy people, so nobody realized the um, the abnormal pattern until people had to call them from outside the conference. That okay, we think your girl is you know cycling or she's actually in a manic episode. So I had to be taken from the conference to the hospital. My medication was switched up a little bit. So sometimes I am functioning like a couple of hours of the day, other hours of the day I'm not. So it's difficult for me to figure it out or people around me to figure it out because naturally I'm more hyper than than you know reserved and calm and uh, so you 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 somebody might not want to step on my toes and go like oh have you been or you're you're being too lively or so sometimes it's difficult but sometimes i'm able to catch it early because i think about two or three um manic episodes were prevented at the hypomania stage yeah that i remember well are you prescribed medications currently? Yeah, I take, um, I'm currently taking Tegetol CR and um, Seroquel. 
and then I had an a Haldol injection some weeks ago. Um, the next time I go and see my doctor, it, we will decide whether I have to take another one or I just stay on the Tegretol and Durocrol. Yeah. Okay. And how do you feel on your medication? So in the beginning, when I started taking the Tegretol, I went through a lot of medications before finally ending up on Tegretol. I've taken sodium valproate before. I've taken imipramine. Um, what? Um, attain. I've even been given Medicaid before. The Medicaid is not for bipolar, it's for schizophrenia. So there's been a lot of try and error for like, you know, trying to figure out the right doses and medication that work best for me. So when I started taking Tegretol, I used to get some rashes in like, you know, um, my crevices, so maybe in my armpit, over here, on my neck. And then I used to, um, what do you call it, um, have spasms and shake at night, my fingers and all that. But after like a month or two, it stopped. Mm -hmm. um, I went through a phase of um, being very drowsy when I take the medication, I was sleeping class. I was like, you know, I was the first class student. I was like 3.7 was my GPA. And then it just zoomed down to 1.3. <laughs> and I didn't even know what was going on until like I gradually got back to the 2.73 there about. So it, it distorted my distorted my life a little bit but right now i take it like i take vitamins i take it i don't feel anything or have any severe reactions yeah okay. how long did it take the issue with the rash to resolve to go away um it, it used to come and go it used to come and go yeah it used to come and go because as for tegretol i think i've been on tegretol for over five years but sometimes there there'll be introductions of other medications that um i think are lands up in so when there's something new introduced i get a skin reaction or i'll get a spasm and then after a while most of the new medications i don't stay on it for too long maybe i have to take it for a month or a couple of weeks and then I'll be taking the, I think I've taken Risperidone too before. Risperidone, like, just took away my libido. Like, it was just gone. Like, oh, so you I, said Risperidone destroyed your libido. Yeah, it just, like. Yeah. All the favorite things I want to be done to my body will be done to me, and I don't feel any sensation. Wow. So, yeah, that's one of the common side effects of Risperidone. Yeah, yeah. so. Um, I, 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 whenever I, I like, I'm having a crisis and I get to the hospital, I'm like, no respect, like, no respect on. Yeah. yeah. Have you been able to pinpoint certain things that might trigger a, a crisis for you or trigger an episode or for you? Has it been basically based on the chemistry of your brain? So I don't ask that because there always has to be a trigger, but for some yeah. people, certain things changes in their lives if they're having challenges in a personal relationship or financial yeah. stuff and may cause them to spiral into an episode so sometimes like for my very first manic episode i really can't determine the trigger but for my last 
my very last manic episode i had just um it's it's a little bit confusing so um i was into you know lingerie modeling and i was working as a tv presenter and then um one day somebody sends me a message in my on my instagram and goes like oh your skin is flawless like you don't have any stretch marks what do you use and i take it up for me i i actually do like a lingerie video in my bedroom so that you don't see any edited skin i showed my stretch marks and other things that you know i have stretch marks too but when i take the pictures it's obviously edited so it looks like my skin is flawless but no i have stretch marks too so um the bloggers in my country are just quick to just distort stories they don't read captions nothing there's like oh abna posts another sex video another racy video and i think it, it gave um negative publicity to my media house um they were not really like you know very firm about okay we we let you go because of that video or that like there was no written statement because um my contract had ended but i was still working so it's like there's an intended renewal there was even discussions on it and i wasn't even given any notice i was just called into m's office one day and they told me okay the show is going off for time we don't know whether you'll be coming back or not and it was like a big blow to me because i wasn't prepared for it like and i i didn't cry i didn't do anything in the office but when i left there was a lot of you know it just took me back to the first time i ever had a manic episode i i felt sad i felt ashamed i felt worthless that you know why why do i have bipolar disorder for me to do things that will give me problems later like you know i love this job so much maybe because of sometimes i'm confused whether it's bipolar or maybe it's my personality now or something that i've picked up and i'm like i'm wondering like why and then then again i just came to myself like okay um maybe bipolar makes me very sexual or maybe it's just my nature like you know um some aquarians are very sensual like um you know we need mental stimulation when i think about sex i think about it like academically i do research on i'm always watching TED talks on people's sexuality evolution of sex toys the dynamics of sex so like sex is not just the intercourse part it's deeper than that um when it comes to lingerie it's more of like you know the confidence a woman gets so like globally everybody is preaching body positivity but women's bodies are so sexualized that if a woman just bears any part of her oh she's trying to the man why must it be that i'm trying to seduce a man why can't it just be because I'm appreciating myself and for 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 a very long time any slim bodies that are idolized it's only slim bodies that are you know rallied around and a lot of women my size or bigger than me that you always feel not confident in so like we're now getting the confidence we now rock our bikinis we now rock our lingerie so that has been the journey for me so i think i i was i was just you know 
had broken. Everything was just so negative for me. Stuff that was going on in the news about me and me wondering if I would ever be able to work in a corporate institution because it's like, okay, you be working and then you do something that is not approved by the company. And we don't have systems in Ghana where when you are wrongfully, like, you know, um, displaced by your by your by your employ employers there are no laws to try and you know make mitigate things for you to get back to work it's like okay you did this whether it was my relapse or whether it was my character whatever there's nothing they, they just let me go like and i wasn't ready for that so that spiraled into a manic episode and it was very there was even a point where i even felt suicidal today um the 10th of september which is not too far from now is you know world suicide prevention day so i felt suicidal and i was just thinking i'm like okay i'm gonna take this and i'm gonna like oh it's just gonna make me puke or my stomach is gonna hurt for a very long time now nah, i can't i can't use this i can't use that so i felt suicidal because i was like i've tried everything Deep down inside me i know i don't want to cause care but these things happen i don't even understand why people have relapses break their tvs burn their houses why don't i do that but it's like i always do something that is maybe people feel it's sexually inappropriate and then it, it causes so much i lose friends i lose business partners i lose jobs and you just wonder it's like you just don't fit in the Ghanaian young lady scripts that society has written down for us and you get a lot of people just saying maybe you weren't brought up properly maybe you're just a whore or just somebody who likes controversy so it's 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 it takes a toll on me sometimes sometimes i don't know the trigger sometimes something actually triggers us you know with the loss of my job and you just going back to First, you lost the opportunity to run for SRC president. Then there's been you like lacking behind in school. All your mates completed and you're still in school. Um, you're even scared to apply to any corporate institution. Now, my TV station actually poached me. Like they, they came to me that they want to work with me. Now somebody has come to you, they want to work with you and you just do a year with them, which went quickly. And then all of a sudden they are ready to let you go. It's like, you feel like a bag of trash and somebody just wants to let you go. So um, I'm just fortunate that sometimes, uh, most of the time I have a good support system. That is how come I'm sitting here having this conversation that I, that's how come I've not, you know, committed suicide because they would always remind me, you're still an amazing woman, you're an intelligent woman, you know, this thing, didn't work out but there are so many other opportunities for you and don't ever limit yourself so i'll say a special thank you for all the people in the corner who are always there for me and like you know sometimes i wonder aren't you scared i'm going to do something crazy to you when i have a manic episode but they're still around and i'm i'm grateful for that yeah you have a lot of um loyal supporters i'm not going to say followers they're your yeah. supporters when i um obviously i follow you on instagram yeah. and I see yeah. Yeah. and i read some of the comments 
and yeah. you're very um you're just so very genuine um when someone is experiencing a manic or a hypomanic episode oftentimes they don't know what they're doing yeah. um, they're carrying out tasks and they're not knowing the repercussions or not able to appreciate that it's it's wrong or there's something wrong with them but during an episode of depression people are more so usually unless psychosis is yeah. present with the depression when someone is going through an episode of depression they understand right from wrong they're oriented um as we say in mental health they have capacity to know what's happening um and so i know you could choose during those episodes not to share your story or not share what you're going through, but I've seen you do videos during which you share what you're feeling. You share that you're hurting. You share that you're, you know, you're having a challenging period of time. You allow people in. You allow yeah. your 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 supporters in. Yeah, for me, I, I've realized um, when I when I just bottle up everything that is going on in my head in there. It just worsens situations. And so it's more of like therapy for me when I let it out. Also, it actually educates so many people. Like after all, maybe I have a, such a personal video, somebody would just DM me. Like I've been going through this and I didn't even know that's what it was. And now I know this is what I have. I actually went to the hospital, they've diagnosed me and even me watching the video with my mom, my mom actually understands me better. You know, she knows that, okay, I don't do these things intentionally and it's because of the condition. So it's always educational for people. And um, it, it doesn't have, I don't expect everybody to understand or appreciate it. But if there's just one person that is making a positive impact, like, you know, on, I'm just grateful for that because, um, the way people react to mental health episodes or mental health, um, um, let me say, let me use the word activity for lack of a better word. It's right. more of like, because they lack understanding. I would even, you know, say myself, like before I got a, a, a manic episode, before I read human behavioral science, if I see somebody by the roadside or somebody behaving abnormally, I'm also quick to or stigmatize the person. All right, guys. So we have to do this interview with uh, Miss Nana in two parts. Um, her internet went out while she was talking, as you just heard her mention, um, prior to personally experiencing episodes of mania and hypomania and major depression. She used to um, question people's mental health and wellness and admits to uh, stigmatizing them as she describes, but now she gets it and she understands because she's had the, the personal experience. Um, so join me again next Sunday. Um, we'll finish the interview with Miss Ghana, a.k.a. Nana, Nana, Abena Koko Ado. <laughs> I hope I said her name properly. She'll be back on next Sunday to finish out this discussion about bipolar affective disorder. And um, so I hope you you learned a little something 
during uh, during this podcast. Next week, I hope to um, give you the basis or describe more in detail what bipolar means, what comes with the illness, what what occurs during that disorder when someone um, and why and how someone gets diagnosed as having bipolar. Tonight, I just wanted you to meet uh, Miss Nana and get acquainted with her and, and with her story. But next week, I will talk a little bit more specifically about bipolar affective disorder and we'll finish the interview. So thank you for joining me on the couch tonight. I appreciate you every week tuning in and listening to my guest or listening to me when it's just me talking as I um, was on last week by myself talking about PTSD. All righty, guys. Have a good week. Brain love. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need It's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes. Learn from them and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love.